we are playing Vampire the Masquerade. VTM only half romanticizes vampires, and a large portion of the game is about exploring just how much of a monster you're willing to become. Since this game deals with heavier issues than most games we tend to play on this podcast, I am issuing a content warning for the following subjects on basically every episode. Blood. Violence. Body horror. Abuse of all forms. Issues of consent. And torture. If you feel uncomfortable to listening to any of these subjects, please tread lightly, and we will not blame you if you skip this campaign. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Session Zero of Vampire the Masquerade Sympathy for the Devil. Yes, it is. I am naming all the things after Rolling Stone songs just for that pun. I have ice cream. Congratulations. So, I have before me three very good friends. Introduce yourself, three very good friends. You already fucking know us, folks at home. (laughs) It's us. It's the SoCal squad, except shuffled slightly. Yeah, yeah. I'm Abe. I have ice cream. Yes, you said that already. (laughs) Congrats on your ice cream. There's repeating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does bear repeating, to be fair. So, what kind these of guys... Ice cream? Mm-hmm. Uh, cookie dough. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a fan, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, same. So, these guys, they are going to be playing as vampires, also known as the horniest of the undead. Well, I don't know about that mm-hmm. one, but all right, I'm not well, in the mood okay. to fight about it. Okay, what undead creature is hornier than a vampire? Werewolves. Yeah. Werewolves and undead! Okay. Look. Point. Also, I don't think werewolves themselves are horny. I think everyone else is horny for werewolves. There is a distinction. If you've read the books, then you know that you are incorrect. (laughs) Yeah. I have not read the books. I have bad news for you. (laughs) I am only familiar with the video games in which werewolves were a terrifying force of nature that you just ran from. Uh, Yeah, that's also... they're, They're that too. Yes. So yeah, these guys are going to be playing as vampires, and specifically vampires in 2016, because I did not want to have a game that had to deal with, like, COVID and that whole thing. And it is going to be set in Chicago. 2016 Chicago, where Rahm Emanuel is mayor, and the bean is still the bean, and made by a jackass, but I guess it's a piece of art that is essential to tourism or something. Please do not destroy the bean. Yeah, uh, the bean. I will destroy the bean. <laughs> uh, there's a joke to me, babe, but I'm going to refrain from that. I think you and I have the exact same jokes in our head. I uh, don't worry. I knew exactly what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, so these guys actually have characters mostly made up. I know a couple of them are going to need some time to finish some stuff up, so unlike most Session Zeros where we go through the character creation process, we're just gonna jump right into you know, names, clans, and a brief rundown of the characters. So let us just go down Discord order. So, Ape, name, clan, and, you know, just a brief overview of 
your okay. character. I am playing a Nosferatu because somebody has to. Listen, uh, Nosferatu are the best clan, so yes, somebody has to. My character's name is Kor Satriano, and the character's backstory is that he was in the 40s, an Italian gangster who was turned, and he was drafted into the Black Hand, and after that kind of, you know, disbanded, he has just taken up jobs as internet hitman. Hmm. Speaking of the Black Hand, people who are familiar with Vampire the Masquerade Chicago at night are going, the Black Hand? What the hell is that? There's no mention of Black Hand. Okay, so what I'm basically doing is I am taking the very bare base, like, meta of the books. So, you know, there's still the Camarilla, there's still the Anarchs, they hate each other, there's still the Sabbat, everybody hates the Sabbat, etc, etc. That's all going in. However, that book, Chicago by Night, if you have it and you like it, take that book and throw it in the garbage because none of that is being used. I am I mean, doing my actually. own thing. Keep don't, the book. The book is probably book. a perfectly fine book. It's, it's a perfectly fine book, but I'm not using it because I just, one, don't have it, and two, have a specific thing that I want to tell, and it's much easier to do that with original characters and an original setup than just following the meta exactly. So the Black Hand was a group of Nosferatu that the prince set up kind of to hunt Sabat in the city, but he mostly used them as just hitmen, just straight up hitmen. They were hitmen. They were hitmen who hunted down other vampires. Surprise, the prince is kind of an asshole. By the way, Colin, I feel like this is going to be another dishonored thing where just vomiting a whole bunch of proper nouns at our audience is going to be incorrect. So yes. instead of just saying the Sabbat, maybe tell us what that means. Okay, so the Sabbat are it basically... the man who invented Power Rangers. No, that's Sabbat. <laughs> no, that's Sabbat. <laughs> uh, so the Sabbat are basically a group of asshole vampires who think that vampires should be out in the open and ruling humanity openly and that they should humanity should serve on them hand and foot as basically food and everybody hates them because this is a bad idea because when that happens people get organized and they start hunting vampires which is something that's actually going on right now there's a thing called the second inquisition where basically the FBI, the CIA, et cetera, et cetera, are using technology to figure out who is a vampire and then killing them. Cause it turns out when you're outnumbered like a hundred thousand to one, it's real easy to lose a war. If there's one thing you can say about humanity, it's so we're, we're really good at killing anything that threatens us. Yes. Including ourselves. Mm-hmm. Which is not actually working out very well. So then, I see that you have two dots in your powers, but it doesn't look like you've chosen your powers yet, or have you, and you just haven't written hmm. them down. Like, there's a little arrow that you can click to uh, to drop down the powers, and you can see, you can write down which ones you've chosen. Oh, oh is that how that works? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't okay. even see that. Wow. I yeah. also didn't notice that. Don't worry, I did. The only reason I noticed it is because I was making my own character just for practice and also for other reasons. And uh, and I noticed that. So, um, yeah. Where are powers? Hold on, I gotta find those. Uh, power, the twins are like page 170 something. 
It's 243. Oh, wow. Disciplines. Yeah, the disciplines are what powers are called. Okay. Every vampire clan has three powers or disciplines. Sometimes they are the same as another vampire clans. A lot of times they are, in fact. Yeah, because there's only so many disciplines to go around. Especially because they got rid of the weird ones. But which, which powers have you chosen? Well, the three that Nosferatu can choose from are Animalism, Obfuscate, and Potence. I went with Obfuscate and Potence. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me go let another little look here. The list here. Take, take a look at the list here. Actually, take a look at, looky look at the list. So you have one dot in Obfuscate, so that means you can either choose Cloak of Shadows or Silence of Death. Basically, you cannot be seen or you cannot be heard. I'd probably take Cloak of Shadows then. Okay. Or, well, no, hold on. Let me... Well, I mean, if you have a good stealth score, then you don't need Cloak of Shadows necessarily. Yeah, I have a good stealth score, so I probably want Silence of Death. Yeah. All right, and then you have uh, two dots in potence. So the way those dots work is that you can choose two level one powers if you want, or you can choose one level one and one level two. Huh. Okay. Well, I will come back to that and add that in later potence. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's probably a good thing you started with Ape, considering Ape has probably the most work to still do on his character sheet. So that worked out. So yeah. let's see. So the level two. Okay, so the level ones are lethal body, horrendous damage to mortals, which is basically the fuck em up skill. Yeah, that's basically. Hey, your hands are now lethal weapons. Which is basically what you I'm going for. Good. Yeah, and then you can also choose uh, either soaring leap or prowess. Okay. Um. I do like the idea of jump good. Yes, jumping good is really... <laughs> just like fucking Spider-Man leap at somebody. Screaming. Oh, um, mm-hmm. what... What? Have you chosen your predator type yet? Uh, yeah, I'm a Sandman. Okay, so you go after sleeping people. Yes. A predator type, for the people at home, is the way that you as a vampire decide to go about getting blood from people. Yeah. Sandman basically means you break into people's houses and you suck their blood. Yep, uh, usually while they're asleep. The game does say that during, like, missions and stuff, that, uh, hunter type doesn't really matter because, like, it's easier to just get blood how you can, when you can, if you're doing a bunch of stuff, uh, so... That's, that's only mostly true, though, for... There are certain flaws that you can... There is a, I should say, certain flaw that you can take that will make it so that if you take it in certain ways or allow other people to take it in certain ways in front of you, you can have stains on your soul, which is a mechanic that is definitely exists because stains is capitalized, but I don't know what it means yet. Yeah. Um, It just basically means that... um, you don't 100% lose that humanity, but uh, it's going to take some work to get it back. Okay, so prowess looks like I can just kind of buff myself so long as I'm full of blood. Yes. 
My brawl and strength are already pretty good. I don't know if I need that. Plus, jump good. Yeah, jump good. So yeah, I will just take lethal body and swing lead. Okay. Alright, um, let's see what else is there. Uh, oh, by the way, um, these guys are playing as 12th generation vampires. Basically, they are 12 generations removed from the very first vampire. So they're a little stronger than brand new vampires, but they're also weaker than, you know, basically any well-lived vampire. But as a result, they also start with 15 experience points. Yeah, I've not messed with that yet either. Yeah. So I've not spent those either. Yep, same. Okay. Okay, so that's powers. To be fair, 15 is not that much. You guys will probably get way more than 15 in the course of this campaign. I mean, I should hope so, considering it costs between 5 and 7 to like... Buff your powers. And that's per um, dot. I I have picked my skills, so I went um, the specialist route, which means I have a 4 in brawl, uh, 3 in athletics, 3 in stealth, and then 3 in awareness... Two in larceny, two in insight, two in investigation, and then one in etiquette, one in finance, and one in technology. Larceny is a very interesting choice, considering fire is one of the few things that can permanently kill a vampire. Well, okay. Larceny, not arson. Larceny. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm dumb, you, by the way. <laughs> arson. I, Did I you also... misclick on your brain? Yes. <laughs> yes. I also am kind of tired, so... I went with skills that seemed like they would, you know, have suited a hitman for a vampire. Oh, also, you're probably very familiar with the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> you and the, the sheriff, sheriff are probably actually good buddies. Literally just a sheriff. I don't vampires. think anyone's good buddies with Stankai. <laughs> yes, the sheriff is a Nosferatu called Stankai, and he was also a black hand. And also, uh, people tend to stay away from him as often as much as I possibly can because Stank Eye's kind of scary yeah. in, in a way. Stank Eye's probably the one who trained me. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, speaking of, uh, I want the backstory for my character a little expand on that a little bit since we are mm-hmm. kind of fiddling around. So I already went over the gangster got turned in the 40s and worked as a black hand until that disbanded. Uh, I also want to say that he is completely just batshit fucking terrified. Uh, well, I said batshit of werewolves because during an early mission, the vampire that they were tracking led them into a werewolf den, and Kord just kind of barely got out on a you know undead. He has kind of like the right half of his face is pretty clawed up to hell. Oh, damn. So, yeah. shit heals up, but yeah, I don't know how, how that would interact with Werewolf. Like, he was already ugly being an Osferatu, so that didn't help at all. Yeah. So and now he's just completely, absolutely terrified of Werewolves. Cool. Hey, Ape, you, mm-hmm. um... Am I remembering correctly that you said that you have levels in Obfuscate? It's one of my disciplines. Are yeah. you taking levels in it? 
because I have one level in it, and if we could diversify our abilities, that'd be neat. So I wanted to know if you had already picked a skill in it. I think he said um, he was going was with uh, Cloak of Shadows. No, no, no. The, the quiet one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quiet Silence one. of okay. Death. Okay, Silence so then I'll take death, Cloak yeah. of Shadows. All right. So I'm already sneaky. I made my character uh, as unsneaky as possible. <laughs> I have no points in Obfuscate, and I have a point in Presence because uh, one thing I did, of my character type. Is I took no points in Melee because I just dumped everything into Brawl. I can't yeah. use a knife to save my life. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And then I tear a man in half with my bare hands. <laughs> and you do. And speaking of being trained by Stankai, not to pu- pull back the curtain out all that much, but uh, Stankai also does have Silence of Death and a shit ton of brawl. He's got more stealth than you do, though. Well, that worked out then. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. All right. So, what else do we need to cover here? Um, this. I think we're good for now. We can move back around to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So then, Cat, please introduce your character and your. I'm using giant fire quotes here. Clan. Right. So, I will be playing Jonathan Ross, and Jonathan is what's called a caitiff. Pretty sure I'm saying that correctly. I think so you are. Like, K like Kane, because he's the progenitor, and then there's really not a whole lot of other ways to pronounce Tiff. I doubt it would be Tyfe. They would probably spell that with a Y. Fun fact, Katif means a contemptible or cowardly person. <laughs> okay. So Katif is the clanless clan. It's which it's the sort of catch-all of people that for one reason or another aren't in one of the, what is it, six other established clans? Six or, no, seven. It's seven. Right, because animal people isn't here on the list. Right. I keep wanting to call them Gruul after the fucking Magic the Gathering Ravnica guild. (laughs) No, they're Gangrel. So, Jonathan is an extremely normal dude, or at least he very much wants to be. He's, uh, I haven't quite figured out sort of, like, timing on things. What's the, like, earliest I could have had, he could have been turned and still be 12th gen? Like, 2005 or 6. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been around that time. He's pretty new to the game, all told, and has been kept out of it. Now, just because he isn't in a clan doesn't mean he wasn't turned by someone in a clan. And his sire, as it's called, the vampire who turned him, is one Miss Annabelle Montenegro. And she is part of the Tremere clan, which are the sort of like... They're the wizard clan, I wanna is how I would like to categorize them. Do I have blood that wizards. about right? Yeah, yeah, they're blood wizards. Like actual wizards exist and they cast differently. Uh, and vampires literally can't cast that way, so they instead substitute being able to channel magic with blood. Yeah. Well, she's uh the, they're 
they are vampire wizards is how that clan is. Essentially, yeah. So there's this vampire skill that I know is available to Tremere. I don't know what other clans it's available to. It's called Auspex, which is a way of perceiving the world magically. Well, vampire magically. And Annabelle is pretty adept at Auspex and is also synesthetic such that she experiences the auras of people, not just vampires have auras, regular humans do as well, as sounds in addition to the other sort of effects that they give off. And Jonathan is the only person she's ever met whose aura doesn't make a sound, and she is absolutely convinced that that means something. So she turned him and has been just sort of keeping an eye on him to see what happens. Meanwhile, Jonathan is, for God's sake, I just want a grill dot person. So (laughs) he's not at all happy about any of this and is trying to live and be as normal as he possibly can around all of the new requirements for his life. And uh, what's your predator type? Because I know you're about to get into that sort of thing. Yes, so my predator type is consensualist. The consensualist feeders are the ones who get their blood in a way such that the donators know that it's happening. And there's a bunch of different ways that this can be done. You can work for a blood bank and steal from the fridge. You can join an extreme kink scene and just drink other people's blood because that's what gives them boners. But Jonathan is part of the group that just found a regular mortal person and struck a bargain with them such that this person is around to Well, they call her a blood bag sometimes, but only when they're both in, like, a really sarcastic mood, which isn't too, too often anymore. But she's around to help feed him. As a result, uh, you immediately get the flaw that you have broken the masquerade. Yes. (laughs) So one of my flaws is dark secret masquerade breaker. And, um... What are the... Let me see if I can just pull this up. Predator type. Oh, right. It would actually be... Uh, dark Secrets. You are a cleaver or serial breacher of the masquerade. Have been blood hunted out of another city or... Not. It doesn't say what the... If there's any mechanical effects to this. Um, It, it just basically means that you've pissed off a lot of people for in particular the prince is probably not happy with you but as long as you just like keep it as down low as possible he is okay with you existing in his city spoiler alert the prince is in this in this particular version of chicago is an iron-fisted tyrant who has ruled since basically the city was founded Eh, well, Jonathan is not a trouble-starting kind of guy, so... Yeah. 
shouldn't be too much of an issue. Your your little breach is fine. The the prince understands. Yeah, breaches happen all the time. Whatever, just try to keep it down to a minimum. And so far, your breach has been one whole person that you eat. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what else should I go over? What's next? Um, what about your powers? All right. So for my disciplines, uh, my predator type gives me one point in aspects right off the bat. So I took Sense the Unseen, which lets me see supernatural things that are hiding in plain sight with a roll. I've also got two points in... So the the caitiff, and this is a class feature for the caitiff, is because they are not part of a clan, they don't have clan disciplines, so they can take any powers they want. It's just that it costs more in order to get and upgrade them. Mm -hmm. So, I took ones that I felt would be most in character. And the three that I was given at the start, outside of the one that I got from my predator type, are blood sorcery because his sire is a blood sorcerer and she keeps she's halfway convinced that he's going to be some sort of like ultra savant of some sort of magical discipline so she keeps like giving him little tastes of everything to see if anything sticks so he's got two points in blood sorcery and I've got taste for blood which I can determine the resonance and intensity of human blood, which I don't know what that means. And I can tell who blood belongs to, whether mortal, ghoul, vampire, or other supernatural creature. All right, uh, resonance is something we're actually completely ignoring in this campaign. Essentially, the way vampire works is that certain humans have certain kinds of blood and they help empower uh, certain disciplines. It's all based off of debunked pseudoscience and it's also really super complicated and I don't want to get into it. So we're ignoring it. (laughs) Okay. Well, it also does things like tell someone's blood potency. I can tell if they've ever committed vampire ultra sins. I can tell what generation they are. I I can tell who they are specifically if I've met them before. And then the big one that I took to level two is Extinguish Vitae. I'm saying that one correct, right? Uh, I think it's Vitae, but yes. Vitae? Vitae, I'm pretty sure. Listen, there's a lot of Latin. Yeah, there's a lot of Latin. So... Essentially what I can do is I can remove all of the unlife qualities from a target's blood and drive their hunger stat through the roof. And I don't know much about the hunger stat, but I'm assuming that when it gets high, bad things happen. Uh, yeah, if it gets high and it can't go any higher, uh, frenzies happen and frenzies are bad. Hmm. So I can just do that to people with a good enough roll. It's a contested roll, but I can just do that to people. The specific reason I took that is because Jonathan's... 
she's not a ghoul precisely because she isn't addicted and he specifically learned this skill Vitae? Okay. He uh, explicitly learned this skill in order to not get him addicted to his blood because he casts this on himself when he gives his blood to her in order to strip out all of its supernatural properties except for one in particular and he's kind of a miserable slug for the entire day after he does this to himself but it's worth it for him okay and then i've also got one point in fortitude and i took unswayable mind which is a passive that gives me extra dice to resist coercion intimidation seduction or any other attempt to mess with my brain dominate and presence as well and then Mm -hmm. one point in obfuscate and i took cloak of shadows which is just don't fucking move don't make a sound and nothing except supernatural or mechanical detection methods can notice you all right um i think that's it for now and like you said if we miss anything we can always circle back later I can, you know, I can, I've got skills, I've got specialties, I can go over any of those if you want. Oh, uh, I realized that my um, predator type mm-hmm. gives me a second point in obfuscate, so I am um, taking unseen passage, which is basically invisibility. Nice. Um, right on. Hmm. Yeah, go over your skills. Yeah, all right, I've got some some funny ones in here. I've got one to craft because Jonathan is a cook as sort of like a hobby. Ordinarily, vampires can't eat food. They, uh, it's like, it's, they can't, they're sort of, I don't know if it's like supernatural means or if it's just they like, they can't bring themselves to do it, but they can't eat people food. Jonathan Um, can. It Um, is... It is that if they eat food, then they basically almost immediately have to vomit it up because it's just, it's not what they need. Ah, well, I took the mythic merit, eat food, which you can eat and enjoy food. You still have to vomit it up before you go to bed because your body can't process it. And if you just let it sit there, bad things happen to you, but you can in fact eat and enjoy food. So I have, I took the craft skill and I took the specialty cooking to cope with it. (laughs) I've got one in firearms. I just sort of decided that Jonathan's dad wanted him to know how to shoot a gun. Jonathan is an accountant. So I went through the, um, the sort of like professional skills, life event skills, leisure skills, and then whatever skills Mm -hmm. route. So Jonathan's an accountant, so I have three points in finance and academics. Nice. And I also took uh, three points in medicine with the specialty phlebotomy. And that specialty I got because of my predator type. Basically, Jonathan did a whole bunch of research on human physiology 
and specifically on blood, like how much blood can a person lose before they start suffering a whole bunch of bad effects? How do you treat puncture wounds? How do you treat bite wounds? Stuff like that. He wants to he wants to keep his girl in good health. And then I also took um, two points in brawl and then one point each in insight and intimidation. And so whatever sort of weird nothing quality that causes his aura to not make sounds for Annabelle is actually a thing that exists. That's not just something in her head. And for basically any vampire with even the tiniest bit of Auspex in them, like they just have the discipline, but zero points even. Jonathan scans is something just on the edge of the uncanny valley. And that tends to piss other vampires off. And if he can't talk his way past them, he has to throw hands. And so he's just kind of gotten good at throwing hands. All right. Okay, um, hmm. what else? I think that's it. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go let's go to Chloe. Chloe. Hey, that's me. Yeah. Uh, hey, you. Name, clan, and a brief rundown of your character, please. All right. I'm playing Salem Jones, a Malkavian. Uh, Malkavians are like. Uh, basically, Malkavians are problematic. Let's just leave it at that. No, uh, uh, Malkavians got, are. They've gotten better. They've gotten better over the past couple of editions. Uh, and by the last couple of editions, I mean like fourth and fifth edition finally started treating, started finally going, oh, maybe mental issues aren't something we should take lightly. Yeah, basically, Malkavians are vampires that are either sent, sought out because of or had mental health issues that were somehow exacerbated by becoming a Malkavian, and they have powers to to do with that. They are, uh, you know, their clan disciplines are not being seen, being able to dominate others, and being able to see sight beyond sight. Aspects dominate and uh, aspects dominate and obfuscate are their clan disciplines. Oh, we're all a bunch of Heidi bastards. No, I have no, I have no points in obfuscate. Okay. The exact <laughs> opposite, in fact. I mean, vampires are kind of Heidi bastards in general. That's yeah, that's sort of their thing. So yeah, uh, Salem is a famous DJ, actually. <laughs> like, I have three dots in fame. Which means that uh, basically everybody in the United States knows Salem Jones. <laughs> sure, the prince loves that. Look, <laughs> it kind of just happened. But just because you come a, become a vampire doesn't mean you have to stop being a DJ. Anyway, so Salem is real into music what music does, how it makes people feel. And they think that, you know, maybe there's a bit more to music than most people give it credit for. And they think that, you know, if you find the right music at the right time with the right person, you convince them to do the right sort of things. 
it'll um, affect them the right way. But uh, so I've got Salem's got two points in uh, aspects. Uh, first power is uh, heightened senses. Basically, it just makes you better at noticing things, but also you have hyper senses. So loud noises, bright flashes are very bad if you have heightened senses on. And uh, premonition, which basically means that Colin can decide to give me psychic visions if, uh, you know, they want to. Yeah, and they also don't have to make any fucking sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Malkavians. Yeah, because Malkavians. Malkavians, you know, there's a lot of different ways you could be a Malkavian. I have a point in dominate, which basically just means that I can tell somebody to do something. I have my, my one power is compel, which basically means that um, I get to tell somebody to do something. And if they don't beat my role, they have to go do it. It's a short one sentence thing. Salem's not a bad person, though. They'd never tell somebody to just kill themselves. That would be oh, awful. Oh, well, you can't, um, you can't dominate as specifically right, 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 has right. stuff that's built into that, like, they won't go out of their way to, like, self-harm or kill themselves to right. do it. That's a Except, completely separate dominate power. Yeah, there's, there's, like, a, there's, like, one dominate power, which is specifically, like, go kill yourself. Okay, boss? Yeah. No. Salem just likes getting their way. You can't have the word of God, basically. Yeah. No points in Obfuscate, and because of Salem's predator type, which is Osiris, uh, I have a point in Presence. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing so much. Um, pre- uh, pre- the one point in Presence, and I took, rather than the one that makes people ignore you, I took the one that makes everybody pay attention to me. I took awe, which, um, let me just read this real quick. Anyone in the presence of the vampire finds their attention inexplicably drawn to them. Those listening to the vampire speak might suddenly agree on subjects where they once held different viewpoints. While this power doesn't cause rapt infatuation, it's still strong enough to sway the minds of most mortals. And also, I guess I should explain what Osiris means, because it's not really as, uh, straightforward. You are a celebrity among mortals, or else you run a cult. A church, or something similar. Celebrity, not a cultist. You feed them your fan- you feed from your fans or worshippers, who treat you as a deity. You always have access to easy blood, but followers breed problems with the authorities, organized religion, and indeed, the Camarilla. In life, you might have been a DJ, hey, a writer, a cultist, a preacher, or a LARP organizer. <laughs> Uh, LARP organizers are basically the same as cult leaders. Uh, yeah. That's where <laughs> I got my presence. That's where I got my fame. And, uh, I have a... I have two, either two points in enemies or mythic flaws. So, uh, basically, let me double check it. While regular vampires are not weak to, like, things like holy water... Salem is, in fact, uh, takes damage from holy water as if they had been lit on fire. Oh, you took the, what is it, folkloric weakness? Yeah. Folkloric bane. One point in folkloric bane, holy water, and one point in folkloric block, white animal, which basically means that if 
Salem comes across, say, like a, a white cat. A white cat. Uh, they have to flee or spend willpower to not flee. I'm glad you didn't take the fucking have to count the rice one. God. <laughs> that one would have been really funny, uh, but no. I, my favorite thing involving that is that there was one, I forget where it came from, but um, somebody dumped a bag of rice on the floor and the, they were like, count that vampire. The vampire just looks at it for a second and then looks back at the then and goes 8,732 and they're like, damn. That was probably supernatural. Yeah, probably. You want me to go over skills real quick? or Yeah, sure, go, go over the skills. So... Salem's had a pretty odd life. You know, uh, was in the military, dropped out of the military, bummed around for a while, had kind of a weird, gothy, occult phase. So they've got a three in athletics, a one in drive and firearms. But their real passion is music. They've got a four in insight, a three in performance, a two in persuasion, uh, like a one in intimidation, a three in awareness, a two in occult, a one in science, and a two in technology. I have an occult specialty, which is parapsychology. Where have I heard that term before? Parapsychology is like, um... Oh, God, I looked it up and I forgot what it meant already. Right, but what, like, what TV show has a parapsychologist in it? It's gonna bug me. Anyway, parapsychology is the study of mental phenomena which are excluded from or inexplicable by orthodox scientific psychology, such as hypnosis, telepathy, etc. Which, I mean, in this game, 100% legit, depending on who's doing it. Salem can literally hypnotize people by looking them in the eyes. Yeah, like, there you go. I didn't say you guys were excluded from that. I just said that it's real depending on who di- who's doing it. Oh, and uh, just because it's important, I'm bringing this up. I took the flaw, prey exclusion, which means I can't feed from children or teens because that's just gross. And I thought it would. And I also can't allow other people to do it in front of me. Okay, that I mean that's fair, but also I probably would red light that pretty hard even if it wasn't a flaw already I'd be like like seriously I'm not gonna be fucking harming children in this game everybody I basically took it because it was a flavorful way of saying Salem may be an awful vampire mind controller but also Salem kind of fucking hates scumbags yeah yeah I can see that I see you chose looks beautiful as one of your merits. <laughs> I did. It makes me better at being social. Fun fact, no Sorachi literally cannot take those. In fact, yep. they, they instantly get the flaw disgusting or whatever it's called. Repulsive. Repulsive. There we go. Yes. We're pretty motley crew, huh? Yeah. Uh, so... Let's see. What else? Hmm. We've got... Do we want to talk about, like, 
Chronicle Tenants? Is that a thing you've come up with, Colin? Um, I mean, not really. We, we kind of know each other. I think, I think Chronicle Tenants and stuff is more along the lines for, like, groups that don't really know each other that well, so they kind of want to set some boundaries. But we all know each other fairly well. We've been playing a game with each other for, like, a year and a half now. So, eh, we can just skip is that. It? Chronicle Tenants, I guess, is for just ground rules, then? I did not manage yeah. to read that part. Yeah. No, it's, I it's, swear it's, it's, it was something else. Was it? Yeah. Hold on. Like... I, I, I have the page up to open that co- uh, Coterie? Co- Coterie? How do you Coterie. That? Co- I have the page open at Coterie Creation, not uh, Chronicle stuff, so... Chronicle Tenets. Troop should a simple set of Chronicle Tenets based on anything from genre emulation, dramatic irony to personal taste or real life player concerns. So that last one, yes, but the rest of them, no. Yeah. Remember that the Tenets only impose only impose moral sanction and degeneration on the characters when violated. If a player might genuinely risk trauma by playing a story featuring a given violation, the storyteller should either avoid the subject or invite the player to join a different troop. Chronicle tenants apply to all players. It's even basically if the red lights. It personally. It's it's basically red lights, and I think we know each other well enough that I know where the red lights are. Yeah, like obviously I think. I- It also appears to carry an in... It also appears to have a mechanical thing to it. Weird. What page are you on? Like, on the... um, I am on on page 172. Precisely 172. 172, okay. So, some example... Some sample chronicle tenets. Thou shalt not kill, save in self-defense. Uh, thou shalt not oh, harm the innocent. Don't yeah, kill the innocent. Okay. Be your own. Was... Never submit. Without a cause, I... you are nothing. I thought never that deny was part true of love. Coterie stuff. All right. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Um... Like some of them are gonna be like, you know, sort of keeping players comfortable. Don't rape and torture is one of them that you can yeah. set. But you know, there's another that's like, without a cause, you are nothing. Uphold the norms of decent society. Don't snitch. All right. Um. I mean, so like, I'm pretty sure not killing innocent people is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. I mean, don't willingly kill innocent. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. I forgot we have a literal a fucking assassin in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, they're, they straight up give an example in the touchstones and conviction section of somebody whose character, like, is built to go against Chronicle Tenants. Hmm. Uh, character Thomas has been created for a chronicle exploring how bad people meet bad ends, and Thomas has convictions that reflect this. I only care about me and mine. Others should not rise above their station, and greed ensures the transfer of power from the weak to the strong are completely at odds with the chronicle tenets, but this is exactly the effect Thomas's player wants to achieve. Okay. So yeah, you can have, like, don't kill innocent people, and Abe's like, "Mm, really? Are you sure? And then... 
if Ape breaks that, you, Colin, can impose a stain on him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, you can make a character designed to break the rules with the idea that this character is going to be punished when they break the rules. Yeah. Hmm. And then there's stuff that's just like, no, don't do this. No one wants to listen to this. Go away, you creepy weirdo. Yeah. I don't think my character goes out and just, like, kills people for fun. It's... <sighs> it's... He kills who he's told. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If he gets like a job that's like, go to kill this small child, it's like, no, I don't think I will. Uh, go kill this have... cheating husband. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Eh, even though that's not really something that's worthy of being killed over. Uh... Eh, he's a vampire. He didn't really get a shit. It's, <laughs> it's money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. You, he was you already a mob enforcer. He really... He already had pretty loose moral standings, <laughs> standards, and they've only gotten worse. All right, so yeah. Um, so are these all the merits? Because I'm looking for because I get, I get. Um, oh, convictions. Okay, it's it's per character. Oh, I know. I'm looking at convictions, not tenants. Okay, chronicle tenants. Yeah. The merits also, you can look in backgrounds. Like, merits and backgrounds are separated for reasons, but they are technically still merits you can take. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, they're right after base. They're right after the regular merits, essentially. Stuff okay. like you have an ally, you've got a vampire oh. who looks out for you, you're famous. Yes. Oh, those are. Those yeah. are. Okay. Those are. Mer- those are. Because I get. Okay. Um, Repulsive by default, so I've got two points to spend in a merit, and I'm just looking through here. Right, so do we want to talk about, like, flaws and shit? Uh, yeah, so... Flaws and merits? Yeah, so um, basically characters have to start with flaws and merits. Uh, I think you start with seven flaw, like, seven advantages and seven dots flaws? worth of merits and two dots worth of flaws yes yeah and those and then, are in addition to anything that's awarded to you based on clan and predator type etc etc yeah and basically they're just little story things that might pop up they might not you never know but like for instance ape has the flaw repulsive because he's a Nosferatu, and Nosferatu, by default, are really fucking ugly. Oh. So he, like, takes penalties to, like, social roles, essentially. Um, speaking of taking penalties to social roles, being caitiff means that I have the flaw suspect, which is if another vampire knows that I'm caitiff, they automatically find me suspicious, and Colin can just choose to have me take a two-dice penalty on literally every social role with them. Yup. I, I like to think that, except for some of the higher-up vampires, it's sort of rumor that you are actually Tremere and not caitiff, because it's just easier that way. But then, you know, once somebody finds out you're a caitiff, oh, fuck you then. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what, like, exactly the repulsive, like, what okay. stuff the repulsive does. So I get seven 
seven advantage dots that I can spend mm-hmm. just off the bat. And uh, that's and, and well, I also get two. You get nine. Yeah. So I also yeah, I also get two from my flaw, and I have to take two more flaws, right? Yes. Okay. So first of all, not, I'm going not, to take. Hey, not not two more flaws. Two more dots worth of flaws. You can take okay, one yes. two dot flaw. Got yeah. It. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to have. Um, let's see. I'm going to spend three to get. Um, the nicest base I can, because as a professional assassin, and probably, you know, working for the prince, I probably had a good bit of money squirreled away, so I have a nice, uh, relatively nice place. And then I'm taking the flaw, creepy. Your haven looks like the den of a serial killer, which in fairness is probably exactly what it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing that you didn't choose a um, particular thing that I was thinking for um, for Stenkai because Stenkai also has a three dot uh, layer but it's instead of being really nice it's just really big he has taken like those secret tunnels that are underneath the loop which caused the flood back in 1992 he just lives there hmm. yeah alright live your best life live your best on life I'm not super familiar with Chicago I'm just trying to think of where we're a good place at like I could have a secure dwelling out of view, would be. You're going to probably want to go with one of the poorer parts of the city, so which is basically anywhere in the south side. I've, right. I've, asked, I've asked people who live in or near Chicago, like, specifically, what parts of the ta- city are really good, what parts of the city are really bad. And basically, the general consensus is everything north of the river is pretty okay. Everything south of the river, except for the loop, and I think also near south side, is terrible. So, like Englewood, or Hyde Park, or Brighton Park, those are all like real big shitholes. Alright, so I have like in a shitty neighbor, na- in a bad neighborhood, I have purchased you know, a house, and it is mine, and nobody fucks with this house because this house looks like, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those houses that you just, like, walk past, and you walk a little bit faster. Yeah, you walk a little bit faster. You try not to make eye contact with the house. It's one of those houses <laughs> that I really didn't want to knock on the door of when I was canvassing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have that. Alright, so I just put that in merits. Yep. Do you have any ghouls? Because, like, I'll just give you ghouls if you want that. Hmm, maybe. Does that cost merit points? Or no, no, it doesn't cost merit points. Um, I mean, in fact, Cat just automatically got a quote-unquote ghoul for free. Like, it, you guys have been vampires long enough that you probably at least have one, have at least one if you want it. Yeah, I got a couple ghouls then, okay. All right, cool. Let's uh, one of your ghouls cannot be Rahm Emanuel. He's already a ghoul, and also he also feeds off the vitae of a, another vampire already. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna make that... You really wanted to use that joke, didn't you? I really did. I have a question. Hmm. Where are we standing on lore sheets? Like, those are things you can spend merit points on. Uh... Oh, lore sheets they're like way in the back and they're weird they're like weird things 
basically it lets you tie yourself to some certain meta plot character or meta plot event. Yeah. So like you can. Yeah, I I would prefer not to mess with that shit. Like you can literally take a um, you can take one that like ties you to um, the Vorman twins. Why would you ever fucking do that? Why is I don't know. Sure, is a proper noun. So basically, in the Vampire the Masquerade uh, PC game that came out way back when, there were uh, there's this club owner. Uh, there's two club owners. They're like twin sisters, but actually, surprise, they're Malkavians, oh, yeah. and they have dissociative identity disorder. And yeah, the actually, one on the cover. Yeah. The one on the yeah. cover art. Yeah, yeah. One is a sexy yeah. schoolgirl, another one's a business lady. And then there's an entire quest where you can, like, help them combine into one person. It's it's not optional. You have to deal with her. You Yeah, you have to deal with her. And, like... The optional really thing, gross. which is really hard, is to get them to combine into one person. But like the the usual outcome is one of them dies, and like one of them just kills the other one, and then they're like, and they're just that's half of their personality is dead forever, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. It's a really cool quest. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's just not great. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna mess around with that. Alrighty, that's fair. That's fair. I just still need to find two points of merit points to spend two points to spend more merit points on. Could have yeah. a fairly uh... com- you could have a fairly competent person who's just like at your so... disposal. I know that there are coterie merits that we yes. might explore because I also have four merit points that I just I can't really think of anything I want to spend it on. I spent two on eat food and I spent two on middle class, which basically just means I have a pretty nice apartment. Okay. And I guess you grill on the roof or something. Um, but co- the coteries get their own, like you get your own amount of tips that uh that you guys agree to spend on okay i'm also taking post earn which is basically my haven has secret exits so every i'm taking two dots on that and every dot of that merit adds one dice to my dice pool to evade or escape surveillance in my house nice uh yeah you could spend your merits on like uh your your layer or whatever so speaking of merits uh some flaws i do have masquerade breacher i also have a feeding flaw just like osiris and it's prey exclusion non-consensual i can't drink from anybody who doesn't just give it to me willingly and i can't let other people do that where i can see it or else i get stains upon my soul Actually, I don't have a prey exclusion for being Osiris. That's just a thing I took. Yeah, yeah. You can take. You can definitely take them. It's fine. But I've also got suspect, like I said. And then for my, you have to have two points of flaws requirement. I took the flaw bond slave. So there's this thing. 
in this setting of Vampire the Masquerade called Blood Bonds, which is one vampire feeds another vampire their... I'm going to say blood. I know it's supposed to be Vitae, but yeah, I'm you just going say to blood. say their Whatever. blood, their special vampire blood to another vampire. And if you do this every month on the full moon for three months, the one who's been getting fed becomes the feeder's thrall. They're like magically in love with them and will do anything they say. And Bond Slave is you don't need to do the whole once a month for three months thing. It just happens to you on the first feed. You are hyper vulnerable to getting thralled by vampires more powerful than you. And fun fact, if you were playing new vampires, you would technically be bloodbound to your sire because the way that a vampire is made is that a vampire drains you of all of your blood, then smears some of their blood on your lips, which instantly creates a bond as you become a vampire. Yeah. It's... It's real fucked up. Your murderer... You, you like, have to do what your murderer says that you have to do, and there's really no choice you have about it. Yeah, and unless you take a specific merit, it takes like six months of zero contact for that shit to wear off. Yeah. You know what? Can we just say that my sire is Stank Guy since we're bringing that up? No, because Stank Guy's ninth generation. You'd be too far. Uh, you'd be too far removed. You'd be tenth generation and not twelfth. However, you can be like directly descended from Stank Guy. So like. He's technically okay. like your great grandpa or whatever, which would make the uh, the Nosferatu primogen your great great grandma or something. Neat vampire mom. All right, uh, and secondly, um, I get the feeling that the Black Hand was generally not well liked among the vampires. Oh no, you were basically secondary scourges. Yeah. So is there a flaw that's like other vampires are just uncomfortable around me? There is. Well, the, there's two of it's them. It's yeah. the opposite of status, yeah. isn't it? Uh, so there's disliked and suspect. No, there's there's Both disliked the, and despised. And also suspect. There's also, suspect. There's also suspect. I don't see suspect. Um, I think suspect is not under influence. I think it's under something else. But um, I, it's it comes from being caitiff. I don't know if other people can take it. Hmm influences uh for like mortals it just means that you you're like have political power in the mortal sphere yeah. status is for vampires oh status is for vampires okay uh in that case status where is status page 194 okay so there's suspect and shunned yeah suspect is the one dot shunned is the two dot because <sighs> I get to like the sense I get is that the Black Hand is officially disbanded, but if the prince says, hey, kill this person, it happens anyway. Kind of. Like, in the, in the doc, he even, I said that uh, even as like a show of goodwill, he got rid of the position of Scourge for 50 years. But yeah, basically, if there's, there's rumors, about, there's rumors abound that like, no, no, the fucking Black Hand still technically 
it doesn't operate, but it operates. So yeah, so I would like, I just want to say that other vampires maybe like walk on eggshells around me because I'm still, while I'm not a black hand anymore, you know, I was. Yeah. I wasn't the highest ranking, but I was. No. Yeah. And so like, that can either be suspect or disliked, depending on how you want to read it based on the like text of the flaw. Disliked is on 187. Like, it's the very last line. Suspect, suspect seems more like... Like you're a shit, less more than other people don't like you. So I think I'll go with disliked. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie... And that's my uh, two points of flaws. Because, like, st- I think I gave Stank Eye some sort of fucking flaw like that. Uh, oh, yeah, um... The flaw I gave him was despised anarchs. The, the anarchs are basically, you know, the opposite of, cam- of the Camarilla. Uh, they d- vampire anarchists. Do we want to talk about touchstones and convictions? Yeah, let's do that. That's on, on page 190 something. I was staring at it forever and then I closed my book for some stupid reason. I've got mine written down. Does anybody else have theirs written down? I haven't touched it. <laughs> oh no, it's yeah. fine. Uh... So convictions are sort of like ethos, rules that your character lives by in their personal life and how they operate with other people. And I think you're told to take three. I'm not sure if you're allowed to take more or less, but I remember being told to take three. I think you are. You're allowed is just three is a good baseline number. It's not too many, but it's not too few. So the convictions that I took for Jonathan are one, a quiet life is the best life because he just wants to Look, he's he's fucking Kira Yoshikage if he wasn't a explodey serial killer. He just <laughs> he wants to live a normal, average life where things are just okay. He doesn't exactly get to have that anymore, but he still wants it. And he still lives his life that way as best he can. Number two, keep away from loud people. And that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's not loud in a decibelic way. That's loud in a sort of personage way. So, you know, Salem. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third one is, I have no value, so I am free. Jonathan wants to be average, so he isn't tied down to things. If he's exceptional then people will want things from him. But if he performs way under the bar, people will give him shit. So he just wants to be perfectly neutral so that the expectations on him are as non-existent as he can possibly get them. Oh, he's gonna hate... He's gonna hate this chronicle. (laughs) Uh, Well... And then touchstones are... You have to take touchstones in an equal number to your convictions. So I have three. And they are 
people that are important to you for some reason or another. The book says to have them all be mortals. I ran it by Colin and I took one who is a vampire. And they are, number one, my sire, Annabelle Montenegro, the loudest person in the world. Don't be like her. It's very good. Number two, Eric Green. He's a graveyard shift waiter at a 24-hour diner that John likes to frequent. He's basically John's only, like, real friend. Doesn't know that John's a vampire. And the, the sort of touchstone ethos is he's your lifeline to true normalcy. Be like him. And then the third one is Anna Martin. His, again, in insincerity quotes, ghoul. They joke about, you know, sometimes they joke about them being husband and wife. Sometimes they joke about her being his pet because Annabelle is horrible and obnoxious to be around. But either way, John needs her to not starve to death. So don't be so much of a monster that it'll drive her away. All right. Anybody else have them? Or, you, like, I, I know Chloe says that she has not even touched those yet, so... Uh, I don't have I, any. I have a quick question, though. Hmm. Um, so I'm looking at um, Merit uh, for Haven called Luxury. And it says, if you don't have at least three dots of resources, your decor was gained illegally. Is that just three points? Or is resources a thing? Because I don't... Resources is a merit. Resources uh, is a merit. Maybe it's a background merit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Salem has three points in resources. It's, so if you get, like, um, resources from a, uh, like, your predator style, is that just free, or does that count from your pool? I, I believe that's it's free. free. It's free. Okay. I think Sandman gets a point of resources. I have to check them. Yeah, I get one dot of resources. Okay. Nice. Apparently, apparently, breaking into people's houses and drinking their blood as they sleep gives make gets you money. I just like take their Game Boy as I leave. <laughs> All right, so I took luxury. Oh, resources is the uh, is the merit that I took middle class from. That's portfolio proletariat, middle class, rich, wealthy, ultra rich. It's, it's how much money you basically have or your access to goods. Uh, page 193. 193, thank you. Mm-hmm. See, I'm thinking that while my house on the outside looks like a shit heap, inside I've got a lot of nice stuff because I like having nice things. Yeah. Because I don't you know, I can't, you know, go outside because I look like this. Yeah. So I just, like, am really into movies and shit. <laughs> Your favorite movie, coincidentally, is Nosferatu. No, that's racist. <laughs> no, it was your favorite movie before you even died, so. Was yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> Wait, don't they, don't the Nosferatu call themselves the Nosferatu because of that movie? I, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, all right. So yeah, you get. So you got one dot in resources for free. You said. Yeah, for my predator. Yeah, that's called portfolio proletariat. You live paycheck to paycheck, apartment, car, camping equipment. I think I'll put two more and just be rich. Eh? Because assassination makes me a fair bit of change. Yeah, and you've been alive since the 40s. Oh, God, what if I make this dude just like the shittiest kind of gamer? <laughs> <laughs> like the kind with, well, not the shittiest kind, like most obnoxious kind with like the fucking ground effects PC shit. He's got like that. Have you seen that image that gift floating around of that scorpion style chair? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that kind of <laughs> shit is what he has. All right. So how many God. points? Uh, I interrupted with my question. We got off on a tangent. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. I was just asking you guys come up with conventions, convictions. Like, you don't have to do that here and now. You can spend some time and think about it. I think I've got at least one. Off the I mean, I think head. I'm... Yeah, same, okay. actually. I just came okay. up with... Go ahead. Uh, first Chloe and then Ape. One of my convictions is just... No scumbags. <laughs> no scrubs. Yeah, I don't, I don't want no scrubs. A scrub <laughs> is someone who can't get no love from me. Um, not just no scumbags. I don't like people who take advantage of people who can't really help themselves. Like, I'm a vampire, sure, but I'm not letting some dude be a fucking creep in the audience. I'm not letting some dude, you know, go around hurting kids or hurting the homeless. It's just not my thing. No scumbags. Hmm. And yeah, uh, right. a touchstone, don't have a name off the top of my head, is actually... Can a touchstone be a group of people, technically? Sure. It's the family of a, of a girl that got kidnapped at one of my uh, first shows after I made it big. Uh. And they never huh. found her. Or maybe they did. Who knows? Maybe they It's been a while. I mean, I figure you would know if they're your touchstone, they're important to you, you'd be keeping track of them. Well, interacting I mean, maybe she's still alive, some... but, but she hasn't been found. How about that? Okay. So, I think one of my convictions is going to be I just like to have the nicest, shiniest gadgets. As a Nosferatu, I can't walk around people because I, you know, I'm immediately noticeable as that guy's dead. Um, the other vampires don't much like me. Okay, it specifically says in in the book that Nosferatu are not so ugly as they are walking masquerade breaches. They're just really, really ugly by like normal people standards. <laughs> not anymore, at least. Cause I'm not pretty anymore. sure that they, used to be a thing. That, yeah, like I think in like up until like fourth edition, like just being seen as a Nosferatu was a masquerade breach. Okay, it is in the game. Yeah, I just like I just I just picture this guy as. He just likes having the shiniest, newest gadgets he can get his hands on. Yeah, that that makes sense. 
when Amazon and online delivery and shit like that was invented, that was a great day for core. And hey, you live in Chicago. They have an Amazon warehouse that can like drone drop shit to you now. Is that the thing in 2016? Yeah, I think that's when they first started with it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So then your conviction would be something like my luxury items are the most valuable thing for me. Sounds about right. I'm wondering if I should go over the characters that I have created for this since I'm not using the Chicago by Night book. Maybe we can have them come up as they come up in game. Okay, fair enough. I'm just like picturing this vampire just sitting with his ghouls playing fucking Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, do we want to cover our characters' ambitions and desires? Sure. If you got them ready. I do. Okay. (sighs) That breath makes me inconfident of Chloe's (laughs) having hers ready. Look, everything is in an nebulous state right now. I can deal with numbers. <laughs> numbers are easy. It's just these sort of nebulous things. I'm like, hmm. Like I said, mm. you don't have to. You don't have to go over them immediately mm. tonight, etc. Mm. Sit on them for a little while. Mm. You won't be playing till next week. Mm. I know what mine are at the very least. Yeah, I want to hear them. All right. Well, your ambition. Is this is a sort of like grand dream that your character has? It can be something that carried over from their life as as a mortal person, or it can be something that has come to them since they're being turned, since they're embraced. Capital E. And it doesn't have to be something that's technically possible. And I'm pretty sure that mine isn't actually possible because it's to be free of all Camarilla politics and live a truly quiet life. Yeah, no, vampires are always going to be in other vampires' businesses, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good ambition that's impossible to actually achieve. Okay, it says <laughs> ambition must be measurable in in-game terms. Yeah, so... so if I, you know, that would be like getting some people to agree to just leave me alone or scaring some vampires so fucking bad that they just don't want anything to do with me forever. That's a way to get uninvolved with their politics is to just not, is just have people want zero to do with you forever. The, the thing about that, though, is that the, the, the lower number your generation is, the way more powerful you are. In 12 generations... Fairly, they're like they're powerful by human standards, but by vampire standards, you're like if you try and like go up to a ninth generation and be like, "Hey, fuck off!" They'll be like, hey, "You really want to throw down? Okay, you idiot, but let's do it." Okay, you say that, but there was this one time. <laughs> no, really, I thought about this. Like, Jonathan has one in intimidation, and I'm assuming that there's the equivalent of rolling a natural 20 in this game, right? You can roll a lot of successes, yeah. Yeah. So my thought was is that, you know, Annabelle shows up sometimes to just, like, harangue Johnny, like, see if he's developed at all, and sometimes she'll, like, take him out to go do things. 
There was this one point where she showed up at his apartment and threw a nice pair of dress shoes and a suit at him and said, get dressed, we're going to the opera. And they did. And then this one ninth generation after the show came up and just started haranguing Annabelle for whatever reason. And Jonathan doesn't get involved when this sort of shit happens. But he's got this thing, you know, where he just sort of scans as Uncanny Valley to any vampires with any sort of sensate abilities to them. But he's also got this thing where when he just kind of goes empty and glassy-eyed in the face and in body posture, he goes from standing on the edge of Uncanny Valley to, no, nah, no, don't want that, mm-mm, ah, uh, no. <laughs> and he's half, he's half aware that he can do that, so he sometimes does it on purpose, but he kind of did it on accident this one time with a ninth gen, and that wound up being a critical success, and the ninth gen just kind of left. I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so the the other half of that thing that I was talking about before I started in on story time. Okay. So there's ambition, which is your long-term goal for your life that is maybe impossible. And then there's desire, which is a sort of like shorter term goal that you can maybe get fulfilled in the span of this campaign, maybe even in less time than that. It's just some sort of like short term thing that you want and is important to you, but isn't like the be all end all for your existence. And for that, it's Jonathan wants to get therapy and medication for Anna because she needs it. Okay. And he doesn't have the money for that because his employer is a fucking Chinese financial firm and they don't do American healthcare. You could always go to Pilsner. He's got uh, money to burn. <laughs> you could always ask your, your dear rich friend. I have a quick question regarding hmm. a possible ambition for Core. Okay. In a world with vampires, what is the Chicago mob? Also vampires. No, it's just the mob. They, are they, like, controlled by the vampires? Or is that, like, a puppet situation? Or is that just like, oh, look how cute the humans have their own little criminal organization. That's adorable. It would be sort of a mix between the two. Like, definitely the vampires would have their fingers in that pie, but I think they mostly let them run autonomously unless they want something from them. Huh. Okay. Uh, can I make my ambition? Uh, since I was a former mob enforcer, Core wants to be the vampire who gets placed in charge of the mob. Sure. The vampire dawn. Don That'd be a thing you could do, yeah? I get to be the shadow leader of the mob. That's what I want. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright, where uh, actually is... Uh, first page of your character sheet at the very top. Right next to your name. Okay. Thank you. How's about you, Chloe? Any thoughts? 
No thoughts head empty. <laughs> Many thoughts head full, actually, but... Oh. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, and I, I can't stress this enough. You don't have to do that tonight. It's it's fine. We don't play for another week. You can sit on it. I am going to spend 12 of my 15 experience to add another point to Intimidation. Me okay. up to two. And then I'm pretty sure with three experience, I can get a point in a merit. Yes. Yes. Hey, one more question. So this mm-hmm. uh, game is taking place in 2016. Like, like yes. When about? October. Okay, that wouldn't work. I wanted to say my desire is to like get a hold of a pre-order for a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your desire can be fucking watch the Cubs win the World Series. I don't give a <laughs> shit about the Cubs. Because <laughs> that's happening. The Cubs are... While y'all are busy doing that shit, let's do this cool thing that I'm stealing wholesale from another TTRPG system that I can't remember the name to. Because I was... Because uh, somebody... It was told to me in another discord and I for the life of me cannot find what the name of this um fucking Jesus, game was you picked a really uh quite the picture for Stankai <laughs> but basically rumors uh we're gonna go around and create a couple of rumors and the, the way this works is somebody creates a rumor and if somebody really likes that rumor, then they can choose to reinforce the rumor. And all a reinforced rumor does is that basically everybody regards it as true. And the great thing about this is that it doesn't have to be true. Even a reinforced rumor doesn't have to be true. They're still just rumors. It's just that a reinforced rumor is just like, oh yeah, that guy totally just like eats other vampires or something. I don't know. But I guess we can each do, like, two or three, because there's just so few of us. Hold on a second. Is the picture you've chosen for the prince here, is that Pierce Brosnan? That might be Pierce Brosnan. I don't really know. It looks a lot like Pierce Brosnan. It does look a lot like Pierce Brosnan, now that you said something. I don't know what Pierce Brosnan looks like off the top of my head. Uh, I only remember back. what I only remember what young Pierce Brosnan looks like. Yeah. But this does look like an older Pierce Brosnan. <sighs> Rumor: Prince Prince <laughs> Rainier Pilser <laughs> is actually Pierce Brosnan. No, oh, I'm pretty sure Prince. I'm pretty sure Prince Pierce Brosnan is still alive. I'm I mean, like vampires can be sure celebrities. That. That's a thing. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Pierce Brosnan also walks around in broad daylight, so... He's a very strong vampire. <laughs> Sunscreen. I'm, I'm going to reject that. What? Oh. No. Um, okay, actual rumor, which of... I think we already made up, mm-hmm. uh, we already came up with, whether or not this is true, is my character core is a direct descendant of Sheriff Stankai. Okay. All right, I'll, I'm going to create a handout for the rumors. Okay, so rumors. And it doesn't have to be about your characters. It can be about any of the uh, 
any of the oh, characters no, that exist already, or don't exist yet. We already kind of did that one organically, so we're throwing that out as the first one, I think. I believe that. Alright, so I've got the first one there. Uh, Kor is a direct descendant of Stankai and Fishface. Fishface being the Nosferatu primogen. I'm trying to think of one. Like, I didn't even think of any ahead of time. Or if, if I did, I completely forgot them because it's been a day. Oh, I'm going to just do one right now. Uh, so one of the other primogens, the Malkavian primogen, is just called Malkavia Prime. And that's because the rumor about Malkavia Prime, which is something they tend to spread themselves, is that... They were never a human. They were just instead formed from cursed swamp mud mixed with their sire's blood. And now they are just a Malkavian that is connected to every other Malkavian mentally. All right, so there we go. I got one now. Okay, so I, I, ha- I might have a rumor, but I need to confirm a game mechanic first. Okay. There's this thing at the bottom of the front page called Rituals. Could you maybe explain that to me? So, Rituals, I think, are a blood sorcery thing where it t- they're spells that take a while. Like it, I think it's like five minutes per the level of ritual that it is. So, like, uh, an extremely high level ritual takes 25 minutes, but their effects are, like, really powerful. Like, one ritual actually turns the uh, the caster's heart into a stone so that they become immune to being staked. Huh. How um how big can these rituals get? Um, that's about that one I just said was like the upper end. Um, ah. I swear to God, I swear to God, there was one that was like also like you can rearrange where your heart is, but I don't know where I saw that, so I think I just may have dreamed it. Okay, so I, I kind of have a rumor. Okay. And that's that the reason why Pilsner put Stankai in the tunnels under the loop is because those tunnels are actually a component of a ritual that Pilsner is putting together to thrall all the citizens of Chicago in one shot. Sure. I got another rumor that sort of, I guess, would maybe tie into that one. Hold on one second. I'm typing that one down. All right. Prince Pilzer owns every single politician in Chicago and is manipulating just for some sort of either his own twisted amusement or some sort of dark game. That's probably just true, honestly. <laughs> didn't say they could be true. Yeah, I didn't say that they didn't couldn't be true. I just said that they don't have to be true. Like your place is playing them like chess against himself, or it's part of some long game ritual where he's manipulating pieces in the place. All right, and you know what? I'm gonna reinforce that. Okay. By the way, Colin, hmm. for the purposes of this campaign. Do our characters know each other before everything starts? Yes. I think every vampire in Chicago probably knows yeah, or is yeah, aware like, of the other it's, vampires. It's 
one of the things about vampires is that they're technically so few in number that you're basically one big happy dysfunctional family that sort of hates each other. So, you, so one big miserable family then. With the yeah. exception of probably the Thin Bloods. The Thin Bloods probably come and go as they please because nobody gives a shit unless they cross yeah. some line, in which case they are hunted down mercilessly. Oh yeah. Or someone's feeling particularly bored. So I figure maybe we should establish how our characters know each other. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So how do your characters know each other? Well, the easiest way I can think to know Salem is that one of the excursions that Annabelle dragged Jonathan to was to one of Salem's shows. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And there's there's literally a thing I think in previous editions of Vampire where like if a vampire gets within close proximity of another vampire, they just fucking know, and they, there's like a fight, fight or flight instinct that initially kicks in, so that could have happened. Well, I mean, Annabelle is an exceptionally extra bitch, so it's. it's if you know that vampires are real, you know that she is one just by looking at her. <laughs> yeah, um... No, Salem is, you know, like, good at aspects and things like that. So, I imagine that the part of Jonathan that is off to other people, Salem's just like, oh, he's neat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, they're not friends, but Salem's like kind of, uh, well, maybe, maybe that's up to you, but Salem's kind of like that, uh, kind of pushy person that still, that comes around every once in a while. And it's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm just checking in on you. You know, how uh, I hear you're still into that grilling stuff, right? And I haven't touched <laughs> the stuff, you know, you still but. like, um, uh, food, still eating food. <laughs> That's real weird that you eat food, but you know, you live your best life. I'm life. Look, look. I I've... just think he's neat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like it. I like that connection. Uh, I feel like every vampire that's old enough would have been aware of the black hand and probably very keenly aware of who was a member of the Black Hand, so that's probably got Salem covered. Jonathan, I feel like, is a little too new to know, maybe. I do have two points in etiquette, though, which I've sort of taken as Annabelle just, like, training John how to act in vampire society, and that probably would have come with that sort of education. You see that fucker over there? Watch out for him. Don't piss him off. He will murder you. He can tear you in half. I have seen him do it. Just rip your head right off your shoulders. Last guy other than that. I'm very fond of these video James kids play. So that covers how Jonathan and Salem know Core, but not the other way around. How do you know us? Hmm. I mean, this could like this campaign doesn't have to be the first time you've worked a job with someone. Stankai probably could have just gone, "Hey, you see those guys? You're doing a job with them. Don't question it." 
Yeah, that's a little boring. I'd like to come up with something better. Hey, uh, is like good at technology and stuff, right? I have a point of technology. I can like build oh. a computer. Yeah, same. Okay. Never mind. I guess I'm the te- one who's good in technology then. <laughs> yes. Look, when I worked for a human firm in the daytime hours, I occasionally had to do IT work. So I have a point in technology. It's just a hobby for me, really. I mean, I maintain my website, like I am not a vampire, but I will kill people for you.com. <laughs> Thank you, Squarespace. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Man, you're, that's not really kosher with the Camarilla, technically. Like, they are very, like, especially now with the Second Inquisition going on, they are very anti technology. So you probably have to run that on the down low. I mean, the dark literally, web. literally, yeah, you have to go onto the dark web in order to hire a hitman. So it's not something that the general public is finding its way onto. No, but the Second Inquisition has people in, like, the FBI and the CIA who are paying attention to that sort of stuff. So even then, you have to be, like, on the download, even on the dark web. I've caught up. I have a really dumb idea for why... Actually, why Salem and Corn know each other. Okay. Can I make a joke real quick, though? Because I just okay. want to say... Like, I accept cash, blood, and Bitcoin. <laughs> what coin? So, would Core be the type of person that torrents things? Yeah, because I can't really. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm already a criminal. Fantastic. Why not? Blood coin exists. Um. <laughs> it is worth zero point zero 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 one four USD. Hooray! So am I. There was a point in Salem's life where they like to where they like to keep tabs on people illegally pirating their music, and only happened to pay visits to people in Chicago who had pirated their music. It was a very short-lived thing. That's kind of how Core and Salem met. <laughs> you just knock on the door, and then Core wa- walks up, and it's like, oh, oh, you're a Nosferatu. Okay, got I it. I will leave then. <laughs> oh, oh shit, it's you. <laughs> oh, hey, you're that guy who uh, kills people for a living. Um, mm, I think I left my f- fridge in the oven. Bye. Uh, I think I left my strained metaphor running. I'm going to go. <laughs> Oh, here's something for how Core might know Jonathan. It's just, you got a job to check out this new-ish vampire who's been spooking a whole bunch of people and starting a whole bunch of fights. He may be Tiff. We don't know. Check it out. Yeah, Snake. Snake guy's like, puts his arm around me like, go check out this new vampire. And if they're sus kill him otherwise let me know what's up you fucking follow jonathan around for a week and you report back to steak i no he's the normalest person i've ever met except for the part where i kind of don't like looking at him sometimes <laughs> hard to look at and i mean that very literally what like that just like makes steaks and eats them it's fucked up <laughs> it's 
fucked up. He does them well done for whatever reason. It's criminal. How dare you? <laughs> how, how dare you, Colin, assume <laughs> such things of Jonathan? Just Listen. report back like, okay, the dude's weird. They're still, you know, trying to be a human. But other than that, I think they're harmless. Listen, listen, you already eat enough blood in your new normal life. I figured you would appreciate a good piece of leather that you need to gnaw on for five minutes before you get it to a swallowable point. The point is to enjoy the taste. (laughs) Yeah, Colin, I'm not doing this for nourishment. (laughs) You know, although actually, I guess a vampire probably could enjoy a raw steak pretty well. Yeah. I mean, steak tartare is a thing that exists. There, There is a predator type that's like organologist or something like that, where you literally Organivore. can only... No, yeah, it's a flaw. Could, well, it's, it is a flaw-feeding type, yeah. It's, yeah. You, can, you can only take sustenance by, like, eating stomachs and livers and lungs and shit. The flavor text on that is that most vampires these days who do this blend the organs to a smoothie first. <laughs> For the vampire on the go. Uh, okay, my question for you. If we're going with this as how Core met Jonathan. Did Jonathan at any point of this meet Core? Or was this an entirely one-sided? If you, like, stayed in the shadows and observed for a distance, then the only way he could have noticed you is if fucking Annabelle ratted you out. So... Hmm. I don't know. I'd say that's up to you. Are you the type to approach targets and, like, talk to them when you're stalking them? I, um, I'm going to say no. Then, nah. i like to imagine that at some point, you, when you were stalking uh, Jonathan, Annabelle n- noticed you and just waved high, and you're like, oh, shit, and then just completely did not tell Jonathan anything. You know what? No, actually, like, at the very, like, last day this observation or whatever like core just like is behind you and so like congratulations you pass and then they're gone and you never knew what was up with that fucking jump a foot and <laughs> slamming my hand over my heart to restart it no don't worry you don't have to do that anymore oh god my heart stopped wait <laughs> look it's psychosomatic <laughs> yeah you, you pound your chest a couple bits and times, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" And then you pound it a couple more times. And you're like, "Oh, oh, right." You're like making right. pancakes one morning anymore. or something early one morning, and just like core is behind you in your house, says you pass, and then by the time you couldn't regain your composure, he is gone, and you just never knew. You never found out what was up with that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rude to ask, after all. So are you like gonna kill me or what? Just fucking hollering at the ceiling to knock on the front door like a person. <laughs> Anna comes out of her bedroom asking if Annabelle's broken in again, and Jonathan's like, "No, it's some other dude." And apparently, I passed a test. Wait, do they live in the same house? Yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't they? Right. Okay. Makes sense. Never mind. I was mixing up the A names. Yeah, that's that's kind of on purpose. I kind of thought it would be a funny thing if, like, 
Annabelle Montenegro, who is Jonathan's least favorite person in existence, and Anna Martin, who has become Jonathan's most favorite person in existence, had obnoxiously similar names. <laughs> N-A and B. Uh, anybody else got any rumors? That thing that we were working on before right, we right, got right, off right. on this tangent? I've got a rumor. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that Senkai never actually killed the Gengo Primogen, and that uh, the Gengo Primogen is just staked somewhere under the under the fucking uh, the loop for some reason. It sounds horrifying. I believe it. Do you want to reinforce it? Yeah. Okay. Tell me again what reinforcing does. Reinforcing means that it is it is generally perceived as true among everybody, as opposed to just being this weird rumor that's floating around. Ah. It's a rumor, but people believe it. Yeah. It may or not be true. Actually, since I don't think this has come up, so in the dock, since people at home can't see this, the Gangrels kind of tried to lay a revolt against Prince, and it it lasted for like three months. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an hour in like vampire time. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't really exist in Chicago anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Pilsner. Pilsner. Did not uh, did not appreciate somebody else declaring praxis in his city, so he had them killed. And then it was like, "Hey, Gangrel, you're not allowed in the Camarilla anymore. Get the fuck out." So also why Chapo Trap House is banned in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's praxis. <laughs> That's praxis, baby. That's praxis, baby. Uh, yeah, I I can uh, see. That guy being ordered not to actually kill the primogen, just like to keep him down there in case I want to fuck with him some more later. Vampires seem like the kind to hold grudges. Oh god, yeah. How many rumors are we up to now? Uh, like five. Two of which are reinforced. That seems like a decent amount, unless anyone else has. I've done two. I have a rumor. Okay. 50% of the Anarchs in Chicago are secretly former gangrels who want to get their clan back together. Okay. Hmm. I'm not going to reinforce that one, because while it sounds entirely plausible, if the prince believed it were true, he would probably have dead. raised the agony. Yeah. They'd be dead by now. Yeah. So it's it, we, we probably shouldn't reinforce that one. Because <laughs> he barely already tolerates the Anarch's presence as it is. While it is probably true, if it was widely believed to be true, they'd all be gone. It would be a non-issue. Hmm. All right, yeah. Must. Did we cover specialities? I don't know what they do. I've stated the ones that I have. Or some of the ones that I have. I think they just give you bonus dice in certain situations. Hey, can we briefly go over, like, how shit works in this game? I know it's going to come up when we actually play, but, like, can we take some time to go over basic mechanics? 
Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so basically when I want you to do something, I will tell you to roll a trait and a skill. So say you want to try and convince the prince to let you go do this thing. Uh, you'd probably roll either charisma or manip- it would probably actually be manipulation and per- uh, persuasion. And then, so for each dot you have in those skills, you roll a d10, and on a seven, eight, nine, or ten, that's a success. And I think a one like actively subtracts a success away from you. And there's like a difficulty setting that I'll put up between like one and five. And if you hit that number, then it succeeds. There's also stuff that you can do, like, with your powers. Uh, I will have to ask you to rouse the blood, and rousing basically means that you roll. I forget, forget what you roll. I think it's just the amount of hunger dice that you have. And then, like, if you succeed, then yeah, obviously it works. And if you fail, then something bad happens. Um, there's also a thing called messy criticals. Which, because your your hunger actively adds dice that you can roll. So if you're at three hunger, that's just three extra dice that you get to roll. But if any of those dice are a critical and no other dice succeed, that's called a messy critical, I think. I think that's how it works. And messy criticals basically mean you succeed, but something bad happens. Like you either lose control of yourself or... You know, like, it, it just goes way, way, way out of control. I'll have to look that up because I forget exactly how messy criticals work, but they are a thing that I should just know. Vampire's a book with a lot of mechanics in it. Yeah, it's a little bit crunchier than anything else I've run. Let's see, what else? Uh, if you get too hungry, then you could potentially frenzy, and frenzy's really bad. But yeah, it's it's basically you roll d10 equal to your pips, and then you try to roll seven or above and hit a certain difficulty number. And that's basically all you need to know. Oh, also, as vampires, um, that health bar, it's technically double of what you... Would yeah, normally... I've noticed that when you click on it, you've got the, the full coloring of the pip and then you click it once and it turns into a slash and then you click it again and it turns into an X and then you click it again and then it's blank. Yeah, blank, you'll, it'll never go blank for you unless like you forever lose health for whatever reason. So because you're vampires, you're really hard to kill. So nothing does what is called aggravated damage, which is basically lethal legit, damage. like lethal damage to you, um, except for sunlight fire and like if you have any weaknesses like holy water or something <laughs> like i yeah like no i, I was bringing I that up as some business. powers can do aggravated damage to their vampires. yeah some powers can do aggravated damage but like the two most common sources of aggravated damage are going to be sunlight and fire and basically the way it works is that everything else does subdual damage or non-aggravated damage and once all of your damage has become non-aggravated damage, that's when you start taking aggravated damage. But also, like, you can use blood to just, like, heal yourself. What else? Oh, uh, that hunger 
thing, uh, it can never go below one unless you kill someone by feeding on them. And I, it's going to sound annoying, I know, but as the um, storykeeper, I have to ask every time if you kill them because it's just such an important mechanic that, like, if you're trying not to kill someone, you have to be very specific about it. So I, like, if you, even when you're feeding on Anna, I'm going to ask, do you take every last drop? And obviously the answer is going to be no, but I have to ask. Got it. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. Uh, the highest level blood sorcery does aggravated damage. Yeah. Blood sorcery at high levels gets ridiculous because you can just like boil someone's blood inside uh, their own yeah. body. Culture of blood. Real talk. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny that none of us are, since none of us are gangrel, probably none of us have protean, so none of us can use the protean, a level two protean thing that lets you do aggravated damage with your hands. <laughs> you can take it. It just costs seven experience per pip. That's a lot. That is a lot. Or six so, for me. Yeah, it's six for you because six is it's six for everything for you, even in class, mm-hmm. out of class. Oh, never yeah. mind. It's it's only the mortals. Lame. Oh, it's only the mortals. Yeah. I think that's a change. I think it used to always be aggravated. Are you talking about the thing that Ape just posted in chat? Lethal body. No, a different no. thing. There's a there's a different thing for Gangrel. Feral that, weapons. Yeah. Cardian is basically become a uh, an animal in some way or shape or form. Yeah. And so feral weapons is like you get claws. I might take that down the line because I am pretty built around hand to hand. Yeah, uh, lethal feral weapons is actually better than lethal body because uh, you activate it and you get plus two to brawl and also do aggravated damage to mortals. Yeah, but lethal body is just like a passive thing. It's just yeah, lethal on. body is passive and also it's level one. Right. Where don't y'all know what page it is that has like the the explanations on what all of the skills mean? Oh, all the like skills. The ones? I just I just clicked on it. Summary sheet. There you uh, yeah you found it. Unarmed combat of all types versus armed hand to hand combat. No, I I was wondering what the difference between brawl and melee was, and no. Oh. Melee is like knives and bats. Yeah, melee is armed hand-to-hand combat, and Jonathan is not the type to carry a knife or anything around with him, so... Yeah. Yeah, no. Throwing hands. I put my points into brawl correctly. Oh, we should probably do our coterie stuff, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah, shit. Coterie stuff. I had that page open for forever, and then... So... I looked through all the different coterie archetypes, and I figure the one that probably fits us most, I don't know what the plot is going to be of this, but I figure we're going to be Questari. It's just, we exist to accomplish an objective of some kind. We are given a quest by someone and we have to go do it. Yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense for what I'm planning. It's like, we're not patrolling the city looking for anarchs or werewolves. I figure. No. 
We're not a bunch of nomads. We're not guarding the prince. Nah, the prince wouldn't leave that to a bunch of 12th generations. Yeah, we're not guarding the city from mortal incursion. We're not hunting and capturing humans for their blood. I, I figure that the coterie that is specifically, you're just, you've been given a task. Go do it. Is, uh, probably fits what's going on with us the best. So that gives us two points in contacts. A pos- it, it says possible extras haven with library, mala, and resources research budget. And then domains chase one dot and lean three dots. And I'm not sure what those are. Basically, chase is the size of the domain because like your domain is basically where you're allowed to go hunting for blood, which doesn't really apply to you, and it only sort of applies to me. It probably definitely applies to. It definitely to applies to a core. Yeah. And then lean is basically how well known we are in our uh, domain, and like I guess it's like it's how well we're integrated into the community of our domain i guess so basically if you talk to somebody on the street they'll be like hey i've seen that guy around and they'll feel friend and they'll feel okay talking to you what uh what page is that on it's uh 196 oh, i found it it's 195 and 196 chase describes how well stocked about vulnerable and rich the domain is as a hunting ground. So you get like one city block. Yeah. One suburban gated community. One dot in chase provides the coterie with a default hunting difficulty of six inside their domain. Each additional dot reduces that difficulty by one. That's going to be stuff I'm mostly going to ignore. Yeah. Also refers abstractly to the physical size of the domain. So yeah, I figure that wouldn't apply to us too, too much. Or we're probably just like, okay, in Chicago writ large, so long as we're staying in within our clan borders. Pretty much. Like, I, I'm just going to fucking hand wave a lot of that stuff. Here's, here's a thing about me. I'm going to hand wave a lot of stuff. I just run things loosey-goosey. I mean, it's stuff that only would really matter if this is a long-term thing that mattered. Yeah. Like, if this was, like, a regular campaign, I'd have to be like, well, you, you choose a city block, and then now you got to stick with that city block, and now you got to fucking... Well, no. you know, like, no, theoretically, we could also, like, raise our standing in society and get access to a larger area. Yeah. Okay, mm. so I figure with a, a three in lean. It says each dot in lean adds one die to a coterie member's pool on attempts to each interact peacefully with a native mortal. Find something, someone, or somewhere specific within the domain. Find out the word on the street, or otherwise investigate something within the domain. That's probably just a manifestation of like a combination of 
record being able to just be places and not get noticed and just listen in on people. Jonathan being pretty generally unassuming unless he points his weirdness at you and Salem being famous and well-liked. Yeah. It's true. So we get three extra dice to basically interacting with the city. And then the things, and this this would be something that Colin would have to rule as being part of it. Core has a haven. Mm-hmm. Yep. And possible extras to the Questari are a haven with library resources research budget and Mala. And that's Amala is a vampire who's sort of taken you under their wing. Somebody who's like, you know, uh, sees you as somebody that might be important later on. So they're going to uh, give you some favors because they want to see you flourish because you'll be valuable to them. And I actually already know, like, off the top of my head, the Tremere Primogen Virginero, he's actually fairly interested in you guys. You don't know why. You don't know what his deal is and why he's, like, paying attention to you guys. But Virgin Nero is like, hmm, yeah, okay. They seem interesting. Oh, great. I love that. <laughs> love having... I love having that kind of attention on me. That's exactly what I want in my life. That's exactly what you want in life. So, yeah, there's that. And I guess, Ape, you can add those qualities to your fucking haven. Mm. So you have a library and you have a resources research budget. It's like, I think the way it's supposed to work is that we each have like a point we can spend towards the coterie, but like also it's up to Colin. Yeah, like, eh. It's, It's fine, we can just hand wave it. You guys have been you guys are older vampires, so you probably have access to more stuff than that. Like, honestly, I'm willing to make your uh, make your sphere of influence a bit bigger because you are 12th generation, and as a result, you've been around for a while. So, like, maybe have two dots instead. I think I'm the oldest vampire in this. Group. You are the oldest vampire in the group, but you're all you're all 12th generation, and as a result, you're all like the same basic power level. Yeah, I didn't go into who my sire is, but I've decided that my sire is a um, is a suffragette from like, oh my god, I should know when this when you know women's suffrage was, fuck, fuck, late tens. I'm googling it. Nobody tell me. No, I don't want a fucking History Channel article on it. While she looks that up, Colin, uh, Hmm. I don't know if I'm having a colorblind moment, but I'm not sure that I can tell the difference between yellow and brown on this map. Is uh, is Rick Ward meant to have territory in both the far north and the far south of the city? Okay. Yes. There are colors Um, on this map? uh, Territory map. It's one of the handouts. The the reason he has two territories is because after the Gangrel's declaration of praxis failed uh the prince was basically hey rick 
you have to get all gangrel territory now. Congratulations. Me. And uh, and Rick is like, okay, whatever. I kind of hate it down there, but I'll take it. I'm not gonna argue about it. <laughs> like, I, it's, just, it's fine, I guess. More territory for me, yay! I'll go down there like once a month and just like rem- remind them who's boss. And this I don't want their stuff. There. All their stuff smells like dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. It was the, like, early 10s, late, like, 1890s. Whatever. It probably makes sense. It probably does. So, I think we've reached the limit of what we can do and even if we haven't i kind of need to go to bed soon oh yes yeah. sleeping times rituals res resonance hunger humanity remorse frenzy browns chronicle chronicle tenants come up with some tenants sometime before next week yeah we'll we'll go over the tenants before next week touchstones and convictions merits and flaws i still need to figure out what my other merits are going to be blood potency i don't know what these oh i guess these are my predator rolls i don't know why i need predator rolls since i only feed one way but i guess that's for everybody yeah i don't know what a blood surge is i don't know what a mend amount is i don't know what a power bonus or bane severity or feeding penalty or browse re-roll are blood yeah those are all game mechanics um but uh blood surges are essentially you rouse your blood and you can just choose a stat and have a temporary extra pip in it nice yep it only lasts for one roll but like it's it's handy if like you want to say cut a vampire's head off you just rouse your blood to have extra strength for that one roll i believe you can also like re-roll dice that you that don't have success if you uh, if you do a specific thing. I'm pretty sure that's a mechanic. I think you just add a hunger and get to reroll all those things, all those dice. Neat. It's the only other thing is equipment, which doesn't seem vital for us to go over right now. No. Yeah, I think we're good. Yep. All right. All I need to go night night. Yeah, well, I need to go night-night. I will record the pronouns thing with... Uh, proper nouns? The, pro- the, prop- the proper nouns thing with Cat later. So, thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna see fucking these guys drink a lot of blood. Do a lot of crimes. And then also we'll play a game. Yes, that too. Also, we'll do that in the game. <laughs> Excuse you. All of those are very out of character for me. (laughs) I would like you don't do a crime. Me in character, not me out of character. I'm doing a crime right now, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, same. Gender crimes, all the way down. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Good night, folks at home. Criminally gendered. Thank you for listening to three and a half hours before editing of nonsense. Oh, God, I don't envy. I don't envy.